The liberty which is in Christ Jesus is the liberty that sets one free from Satan's bondage of sin. It is not a freedom to disregard God's abundant life commandments. After Jesus Christ was crucified and before his resurrection, he descended into the earth to a place known in the faith as Abraham's bosom. This was a paradise separated from hell by a gulf. It was a place where the faithful awaited the Messiah. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 8 through 12. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The redeemed are the Lord's captivity. The born-again are the Lord's captives, just as we are the sheep of his pasture. In this place of captivity, the good shepherd, through the direction of his word and conviction of the Holy Ghost, keeps the flock from the world's hurtful lust, as this feature will clearly demonstrate. This place of obedience is the place of blessing and the definition of God's love in the life of the born again. First John chapter 5, verse 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Are you God's captivity? John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you ready to enter this miraculous place of eternal blessing? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 through 8, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great to have God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? God said, Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. God said, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God said, Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man said, the Bible's dictums were made for a time long past and have no value for today's enlightened society. The ideas of sin, heaven, hell, and eternal judgment have long outlived their usefulness. Now the record. You are participating in God Said, Man Said feature article 528. 
This feature will again prove the full veracity of the supernatural inerrant Word of God. All of these features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to Light and Truth. The Bible says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times have arrived. Your footing on the solid rock will be your support in these trying times. Childlike faith will order the day. God is truth. Contrary to popular doctrine, God is not the God of tolerance. Truth is not tolerant. 2 plus 2 equals 4, and 3.99 just won't do. Every word of God, as the psalmist writes, is true and righteous altogether. Every single word, miracles and all. Embracing these words is truly life and life more abundantly. Every commandment of God, because it is perfect truth, has inherent within it a blessing or a curse. Obey his commandment and be blessed, the result of doing the right thing. Disobey his commandment and be cursed, the result of doing the wrong thing. It's just that simple. To the skeptics who pretend to look for truth, this feature should settle all debate. Today, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life, uh, that both thou and thy seed may live, will be ever so obvious. This feature will again bring to attention the amazing accuracy of the words of God, the God of the Holy Bible. On God Said, Man Said, there is an ongoing series titled, The Literal Difference is Staggering. In this series, we highlight a commandment of God, then man's rejection of it, and the consequences. Statistics, mostly for the United States, have been gathered from the FBI, the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, etc., concerning the dire results of disobeying God's life commandments. But now, we will take these statistics global. The population of the United States is about one-twenty-third of that of the world. So far in the God Said Man series, we have listed 36 carnal infractions. In this feature, we will review a handful of them, but multiply the U.S. number by 23 to reach a rough estimate of the global problem. Consider the following situations and take note of the staggering difference between the obedient and the disobedient. Number one, the situation. God commands for male children to be circumcised in the Old Testament, and now doctors in Africa have discovered that this procedure is their most effective weapon against AIDS because it reduces the infection risk by half. It will save millions of lives. In the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected, globally, millions of deaths. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Number two. The situation, God commands against the consumption of alcoholic beverages. In the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected, 13 million Americans and globally, 299 million are alcoholics, 100,000 alcohol-related deaths, and 2,300,000 globally are expected this year. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Number three, the situation. God strictly commands against fornication of any kind, including bestiality, premarital sex, adultery, homosexuality, etc. Those negatively affected in the camp of the disobedient globally. 1,610,000,000 cases of genital herpes and HPV. 
115 million with chlamydia, 25 million 300,000 with gonorrhea, 23 million with HIV, 1 million 35,000 cases of AIDS each year, 6 million 900,000 with hepatitis B, and 2 million 760,000 with syphilis. Those negatively affected in the camp of the obedient, zero, 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 zero. Number four, the situation. God commands men against ever looking upon a woman to lust after her, and of course, this includes women looking upon men. Those negatively affected in the camp of the disobedient, 20 million. And globally, 460 million are addicted to porn, contributing to more than half of all divorces. Those negatively affected in the camp of the obedient, zero. Number five, the situation. God commands against the consumption of anything that harms the body, and of course, against anything illegal. The following headline is from the 2007 uh, England、uh, Daily Mail publication. The headline from England's Daily Mail concerning the use of marijuana reads Smoking just one cannabis joint raises danger of mental illness by 40%. The following excerpts are from the article. With up to 40% of teenagers and young adults in the UK believed to have tried cannabis, the researchers estimate that the drug could be behind 14% of cases of schizophrenia and other psychotic illnesses. Research completed by leading psychiatrist Professor Robin Murray in 2005 showed that those who smoked the drug regularly at 18 were 1.6 times more likely to suffer serious psychiatric problems, including schizophrenia, by their mid 20s. For those who were regular users at 15, the stakes were even higher, with their risk of mental illness by the age of 26 being 4.5 times greater than normal. End of quote. If you carry the numbers forward globally in the camp of the disobedient, those negatively affected would be into the hundreds of millions. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Number six, the situation. God strictly commands against homosexuality, a crime punishable in the scriptures by death. Those shackled by this bondage must turn to Christ for forgiveness and deliverance. The ill effects of this disobedience are very long, very long. For example, the homosexual community is 5,000 times more likely to contract AIDS than their heterosexual brethren, and the male homosexual's lifespan is 8 to 20 years shorter, with one body of research pegging life expectancy at just 41 years. In the camp of the disobedient, using a global yardstick of 3% of the population being homosexual, those negatively affected, 200 million. In the camp of the obedient, those negatively affected, zero. Number seven, the situation. God commands his people to go to church. And now this paragraph from the God Said Man Said feature The Power of Going to Church. Hundreds of studies have been and are presently being conducted to ascertain whether there is any connection between religious faith and health. Some of the latest results are shocking to the unbelieving world. In 1999, the results of a study conducted by the University of Texas were published. 22,000 people were followed over a nine year period. Those who attended church or synagogue more than once a week, 
lived an average of eight years longer than those who didn't. Let me say it another way. Those who attended church more than once a week lived 2,920 days or 11% longer than those who didn't. A Yale study reported that churchgoers were less likely to become physically disabled. In a syndicated article released by Knight Rider newspapers, it was recorded, several studies concluded that people who attended religious services regularly are hospitalized less often, have stronger immune systems than people who rarely or never attend, end of quote. Let's take these numbers in reverse. Those who go to church more than once a week live 11% or eight years longer. For discussion's sake, let us assume that 20% of the U.S. population falls into this category. Here's the math. 300 million U.S. population times 0.8, one or less times in uh, the people that go to church one or less times in a week, equals 240 million people. And uh, take that times eight years lost. It equals 1,920,000,000 total years lost in America. In the camp of the unchurched, the aggregate loss of years... 1,920,000,000, and globally, 44,160,000,000 lost years. In the camp of the church, the aggregate loss of years, zero. The global tally for the 36 disobeyed commandments is 9,184,000,000, and this list does not include occult practices, pedophilia, blasphemy, using the Lord's name in vain, neglecting so great salvation, and so, so much more. The sin load numbers into the trillions. Keep in mind, the Earth's population numbers less than 7 billion. Surely the accuracy of the Word of God is certified. Again, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. It's obvious that the world is in desperate need of a Savior, and God has supplied one, His only begotten Son. Only Jesus Christ can save sinners. 1 John chapter 1, 5-10. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin." If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The literal difference is staggering. God said, Deuteronomy chapter 4, 5 through 8, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land, whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great, who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great, that hath statutes and judgments so righteous, as all these laws which I set before you this day? God said, Romans 3, 10 through 12, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. God said, Galatians 6, 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God said, Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Man said, The Bible's dictums were made for a time long past and have no value for today's enlightened society. The ideas of sin, heaven, hell, and eternal judgment have long outlived their usefulness. Now you have the record.